You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. It's time! It's time for High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Intelligent Wrestling Fan. And now here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Pops! And we are back and we are live for your listening enjoyment. We, this is Silicon Steve Alley with Vlad the Impaler on the other side. And there is so much to talk about in the world of WWE. Impaler, how is your weekend? What did you take in from the WWE sights and sounds, the big surprises, the matches? What were some of your highlights? And uh, we're, we're going to get in all of the what's going on a really great pay-per-view for wwe money in the bank particularly the last two matches we're gonna get into that taylor what are your thoughts on money in the bank uh my thoughts are like this this organization by wwe is hitting the market like a like a bull in a china shop man they went for the throat and they bring out cena to go and end this thing. And that immediately puts them at the forefront and good word of mouth. And, and think of the timing of this too, right? Cena is in what the number one movie with this, whatever fast and furious number they're on. Right. 47. And then 47. I thought I, I was thinking maybe 38, 30, you're right. 47. And he's also going to be in the suicide suicide squad so like basically they are like putting SummerSlam and sandwiching this these two movies with professional wrestling and it's a thing it's just a marketing genius thing to do and this is vince at his best doing this and they give him credit oh yeah and you got to give john cena credit too because guess what he is not beating roman reigns for the title at summer nope. And the biggest reason I know that is because he's already scheduled to start filming a movie in the end of August at Films in Europe. So there's no way Cena's winning this one, folks. Unfortunately, unless that was BS, I don't know. But Cena said it's not a one-and-done thing, but is it going to be an edge thing where he loses and he comes back at Royal Rumble? Today, they released um, all the dates that Cena's working. And it's it's like 16 dates or so. And it's like house shows on Saturdays and Sundays. Like um, he's even like making appearances like that. So he's probably like getting his like wind, you know, by working all these shows in between. Don't do anything major crazy. And then at SummerSlam, he'll be in great, you know, form. And he and Roman should put on a hell of a match, man. It's just a, it's great. It's like the summer of Cena. And let's talk about John Cena. And that, that's that's the lead. Make no mistake. Yeah. John Cena. And if you didn't hear that pop, and if you didn't see it live on the Peacock Network, John Cena hasn't gotten a reaction like that in 16 years. When he was first white hot baby face, when he was white hot becoming the biggest thing anyone's ever seen before everyone started hating him because he was John Cena, which I was, I think we were both two of the card carrying members of that. Absolutely. John Cena was that over and you have a great, you just, you kind of wonder what it would be like if you had this Roman with Cena in his heyday, but the pop he got and was absolutely amazing. But one thing I wanted to really kind of pay attention to Cena, if you, when he came into that ring, 
working on that storyline, you know, you have to acknowledge Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. No, everyone can acknowledge me. It's exactly what Roman said. <laughs> Cena comes in and barely paid any attention to Roman Reigns the entire time he was in the ring. He walked in, kind of looked at him like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And he was all about the crowd. He did not pay any attention to Roman Reigns hardly at all. Until the end, he kind of looked at him like, oh, you're you're here. You're still here. He said something like that. If you look at Cena's mouth. Yeah. Acting like, look, you're still not me, bro. You're still not even close to me. You're still not where you think you are, I think is what Cena's going to say. And it's going to be some really interesting promos with between Cena and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Now, did you now let me just leapfrog into this at Raw? Did you see what why Cena said he returned? The, the reason why Universal title, and he thinks that no. Reigns needs to be knocked down a pike. He said, Roman Reigns, Is you're it? an asshole. Well, <laughs> an asshole. I'm certainly not one to, to quote curse words from a, from a guy like John Cena, sir. But it was great, man. It was just like it was it was some of the best PG wrestling like lines that I've heard in a long time. And is that um, PG? Is that so PG? Well, uh, no, it's not PG. It's got to be at least PG 13. We've got to think, right? <laughs> you would think they're pushing the envelope on that one, but you know what? They get the John Cena pass on it. Oh, MVP dropped shit in the middle of the broadcast, too. <laughs> They were just, they're just like the passwords. Man, really, uh, enough of the bullshit. Uh, but yeah, man, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the return of Cena is huge. The him going right for the throat and for Roman. And what's great about this to me is how they're building up Roman. And this is all building up towards The Rock. It's just, it's like Roman is going and be slowly becoming the new legend killer and is doing this like a, like almost like a, a crime boss. Like, I love this persona that he has. And, um, and then the, the bloodline come together and it's like, it's expanding. And hell, they even announced that Naomi is going to SmackDown. Like, they're just going to add to this. Uh, yeah. No, and the direction they're going is great what Roman is and also what Roman does. I mean, even just his entrance now, everything he does, he just gets it. This this character change, this, yep. this crime boss change has been, I mean, we know how good it's been. But I'd like to talk a couple things. I want to kind of bring a couple other things up. We know how big Cena is going to do. We know it's going to SummerSlam. We get that. I want to kind of, we've killed Seth Rollins recently on this show. But Seth Rollins had a great night. I mean, he really did. He had a fantastic match. He was probably the MVP, uh, ricochet aside. He was probably the MVP in the money in the bank in terms of right. the things that he did. Uh, there was one spot I absolutely have to bring up that I loved. Riddle looked like he had a chance to get it. That was actually right after the spot. I think it was right after the ricochet spot where he jumped out, you know, he jumped out to the crowd and then he came back in. And I think he got hurt again. And then Riddle had an opportunity to get to, and you thought he had it. Everyone was out of the ring, and the crowd was feeling Riddle. And then, the, and you got to give WWE credit on this. They, they just looked at him coming up. He's going up and he's like, 
and he was on his knees and you don't see Seth Rollins. You just see Seth Rollins' foot. Boom. Just like, oh, what a dick. Because you didn't think it was just a really good moment. And uh, I, I just love that. And I love the dynamic between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns right now. Seth Rollins, right before the show was over, uh, right before Cena came out and, and he and Edge brawled to the back, Seth was basically saying, I want that title because you only had the title because of me. He was going to have you tap, what have you, what have you. And then Roman was just like staring at him. And then Edge just attacked Seth Rollins and Roman was just like, and it was just great. Like Roman had, did not give a fuck about Andrew <laughs> Roman or Seth Rollins. He was just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, give me the mic. <laughs> it, it was some really awesome stuff at the end of that pay-per-view. And then, of course, when Cena came out, I thought it might be happening because how often does WWE have the winner cut a promo at the end of the pay-per-view? Would, I love that, by the way, when they do that. When he did that, I was like, something's happening. And, yeah. and everything. And everyone thought Cena was coming on Friday. WWE did a good job of holding him till Sunday night. And we're off to the races with one of the biggest, most anticipated matches we're going to see in a very long time. Oh, definitely, man. This is going to be like big time news, man. Like this is going to be a huge night in Vegas. Like, like the people are going to be out for this. So it's going to be uh, really just out of this world in terms of, uh, um, but everybody's expecting their expectations for this. Like it's going to be electric, the whole thing. And and again, he's just gone recently through Edge. He's going to have Cena. The Rock is looming. Um, man, it's just it's such a good run for Roman. And Edge continues to be brilliant. He was brilliant on Sunday night. Yeah. The emotion he can incur, he just gets it. And it's kind of cool to see this edge because i tell you what physically he does everything that he used to I, i'm sure he doesn't take the risks he used to by any stretch yeah he doesn't need to but he still can tell a great story in there and he and roman had a battle it was a it, it took a while but it kind of didn't really drag just a lot of times the roman match they used to drag you know roman matches mm -hmm. now that he's the heel the heat's a little bit more fun yeah he plays to the crowd better. So these longer matches Roman are having now, I like him better now that he's a heel because he gets better heat than I think he takes it. Yeah. No, that's great. No, I think you're right. So there's that. So there's a lot of great things for them. Uh, we have Big E. Oh, by the way, we got to get into this. I had a three-match lead just three short pay-per-views ago. The... The script has been flipped. Vlad the Impaler now with a three-match lead on the Silicon one. The world is coming to a goddamn end. Surreal, isn't it? Sorry about that. I had, my daughter was listening to Hamilton, and you know how much I hate that shit. <laughs> the ship is in the harbor now. See if you can spot them. All right, anyways. <laughs> God, yeah, no, but uh, what's up? Did you ever watch it? Yeah, it's just it. Uh, that's another topic for another show. Uh, we've he never. Dies at the uh, end. Did you know that? You know what, man? Of course, I know it. I've seen it several times. You actually watched it? Of course. But you didn't watch it. If I told me you didn't watch it, 
Eh, who knows? All right. Well, you apparently want to stay on point, which is fine. Um, <laughs> obviously, so but, that, but I, I, yeah, Edge was absolutely great. Biggie was no, the great. point. The, oh, sorry, the point you were just making was my three point lead on you, my three match lead on you. It's absolutely surreal. Well, what, once again, it's because I have to pick matches I have zero emotional investment in, matches I don't know anything about. I don't give a shit about AJ Styles and his large friend Amis. They're the tag team champs now. I mean, what? I didn't watch the matches, and I have no idea what happened. I'm assuming AJ Styles bounced around the ring, made everybody look fucking great, got a tag to Amos, Amos cleaned house, and they won that way. That's what I'm assuming happens. Gets what happens every one of their goddamn matches. I don't give a shit. <laughs> AJ should they're building be their the, AJ should be they're fighting. building they're they're building their new giant man. I haven't seen enough of them, but it, does Kenny wrestle or is it like Zeus? No, no, it's nowhere near. It's nowhere near Zeus. Nowhere near it. Like there's actually there's, there's actually there's actually some I'd say some potential there. And I recently found out that he actually was trained at the Performance Center by Nash and Hall. So these guys have been working with them. Oh, so I'll know at least four or five moves. At least four. If we when he breaks out snake eyes, I'll be smirking. I looked that's I'm so bad at lighting blunts. <laughs> Who lit that thing for you, Stevie Wonder? Stevie Valley, sir. Oh. Yeah, so but absolutely I have to give credit where credit is due. I did say that I would be at a bit of a disadvantage this year, but I can't even make that excuse. Because you haven't been watching that much wrestling as well, because apparently you don't can't figure out the internet at your house because the WWE network still isn't connected. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've had. I, you know what? The, for the Peacock Network, I've been more interested in seeing some of these interviews, like the Stone Cold has been doing, than anything in the ring almost. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. so that's where it's been like. And now, okay, now that Cena's back going against Roman, now I'm more intrigued. Like. I'm definitely not going to miss SummerSlam. I know that. I'll be watching that. Silicon Steve Alley will actually be on location for 40-something podcast at Summer Camp Music Festival, so I will not be watching SummerSlam because I'll be at Summer Camp. Wow. So, the, uh, the like, I have a lot of pressure on me to watch that that day. I have to watch it. I'm sure I'll get it. I'll watch it, and by the time we have a podcast, I'll be able to tell you what I feel. But... In real time, I'm not going to be able to know, but I, I don't think I'll be picking against Roman Reigns anytime soon. No, no way. And but it was a, and so going back to Cena, and we'll see what happens. SummerSlam and All Out is go are both coming up, and AEW is usually my strong suit, but I, I, I outthink myself sometimes. My arrogance cost me big this past weekend. I mean, the idea of Vertle winning the money in the bank was probably stupid. Yeah, you, you try to sell it on me, and I was like, man, I don't want to say anything because, like, we're going to be competing in this thing. And I'm like, I, I was thinking Big E. I'm like, they're, they are so, like, building a little bit of a feud there with the rest of them. And you were like, oh, Riddle's going to do it for the tag team championship. I'm like, since when is Vince going to think outside the box like this? There's no way they're, they're doing that is what I was thinking. And I didn't think that they were going to change the, the SmackDown tag titles on a kickoff show either. So I that's could why say I the mysterious. 
I get it. I, I, I get that. That makes sense for sure. But like, um, I was just thinking they were trying to take like some of the press off of, uh, uh, was it Jimmy Uso and his, uh, you know, latest uh, issues. And they're like, Hey, let's throw the, the straps on him. He's part, he's like member of the bloodline, like immediately he's all in. It's all good. Hey, they don't want anything to be ruined here. They are really foreshadowing something huge here. Yeah. I mean, it's going to keep on. Look, John Cena back, Rock's coming back, and they're going to continue to intertwine all these different characters. Mysterios are cool. They are yeah. good baby faces to feud. Dominic's yeah. getting better every every week. They're having good matches. Apparently, the SmackDown tag match was outstanding uh, to kick on the kickoff show. So, which isn't and surprising. It's two, and it's two, two like famous wrestling families going at it. As well, and the Anawahi, exactly. So interestingly enough, uh, but it was. But you have a very fair point because if you you don't want to hear Jimmy Uso, the thing is, if he gets booties, he's you want him to get booties. One of the, right, he's a heel in one of the biggest factions. So who cares if he's getting booed? He it might be go away heat if you want to call it that. If he's getting booed for being a drunk, he's just lucky he didn't kill anybody. Exactly. That's the big thing here. But I think there's also that. A lot of people on the main roster are like, well, this motherfucker can drunk drive and almost kill people how many times? And he's, and he's going to be in a main spot on a show. What happened to Decorum? But it's clearly a double standard here. Yeah. Anybody else, if, they, if their last name wasn't on Oahe, anybody else, and they weren't involved. Actually, it doesn't even matter if his last name's on Oahe. I don't think it's his last name. I think it's the fact that he's part of this deep monster storyline that they have big plans. Exactly. And you would assume maybe this leads to the Usos eventually one-on-one at WrestleMania. Got a ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this just to me reeks of The Rock being involved and they want that side of the family facing The Rock. Maybe that- I think you're, you, you might even feel some sympathy for The Rock here because like you know, the rest of the bloodline is not going to be siding with the rock. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting and few that should cut deep. I mean, I, I'm just really of the hope of the rocks career being involved in this as a professional wrestler. If they could swing that. That'll be awesome. Well, what you got to love about this whole Roman Reigns is that there is a long-term story character arc involving a lot of major players. Roman, say what you will, but he's having some epic battles. He has had arguably the best title reign in recent memory. I, I Maybe the CM Punk reign a couple of years or several, you know, a decade or so ago. Yeah. That's the last one. I know AJ had one that was about a year that was really awesome, but I don't think it's nearly as dominant or as important as this one is. Clearly not. And he was on the B show doing it, and Roman's on the A show on a major network. Yeah. It's a completely different animal. This is a very important – and also he did it during a pandemic. The presentation of this guy has been a game changer for WWE. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to be baby white, baby face hot white baby face as they say no i don't know if he has that personality or if he has that kind of vibe he's so calm 
and chilling. I don't know. I mean, maybe he has a dynamic where he's going to be similar to a flair where he's going to be primarily a heel during the best time. I mean, he already had a babyface run that's already legendary. The guy beat the fucking Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Beat Brock a lot at WrestleMania, too. Did he? Yeah, he never, I thought beat, he, never beat Brock he at WrestleMania. He lost Brock. He lost to Seth the first time, and the second time Brock beat him. That's when Brock threw the title at Vince at the end of it because the crowd was getting boring at the end of it. He never, the Roman, Roman never beat Brock at WrestleMania. That's, that's a fact. Okay. Yeah, I thought he beat him, but then I'm, you know, and I'm maybe like thinking about when Seth Rollins cashed in and that's when Brock lost. Seth beat him cleanly. Though. Yeah. Seth beat, him, Seth beat Brock cleanly at WrestleMania. So when he right, was. Yeah, the the one that they I think that was like the one that you and I watched last together is the one where Seth cashed in though, right? No, no. The one we watched uh was Triple H and Roman. Triple H and Roman, holy shit. Man, okay. Thanks for sending me on the right path. Seth broke blew his knee out against Kane. Oh uh, yeah. Pushing, you know. Which would have been a great story, man. That would have been that would have been what you wanted to see. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's when the crowd turned on Roman. Philadelphia, The Rock came. Ironically, The Rock came out, which you got to love because they are going to bring that moment up. Oh, and, definitely. Well, and, you know, we'll get to that when The Rock comes out. Let's talk about Cena and The Rock. Or, sorry, let's talk about Cena and Roman Reigns and the kind of things they're going to say to each other. I mean, here it is. This is, it's not as... It's much closer than The Rock because Cena's only been gone for a couple of years. The Rock was gone for a significant amount of time when he was challenging Cena. He wasn't a full-time wrestler for about eight, eight years at that point. Cena, now actually probably nine years. 2010. Right. In 2011. So Cena, you know, he was a full-timer, what, four or five years ago? So, you know, even four years ago, he was a major part of the show and then he came back so Cena's not that far removed than The Rock was so this is might even be a little bit of a bigger thing because it might technically Cena can still make the argument that you still can't do what I do I'm going to be here oh, for definitely. so that's going to be a big part of it I'm wondering what Roman and Heyman's going to say going to say to each other because don't forget those promos between Roman and Cena were very good yeah. particularly Cena but they were very memorable anyway. When Roman couldn't figure out his line and Cena called him out for it on live TV. Yeah, that was that was a huge like that was a huge like reaction moment for me. I was like, wow, you know, and it was like it was just really uh, an awesome job of a one being a one up her by Cena at that moment. Roman's feelings probably hurt, man. Well, you know what? Though you're out there with if you're gonna be the guy. Yeah, you, you got to handle it. <laughs> And he smiled. I mean, Roman was, you, you saw the embarrassment in Roman's face, like it literal yeah. embarrassment. So that's going to be played into too. There's a lot, of, a lot of this, that a lot of the shit that annoyed us over those years, they can make a lot of that stuff actually prevalent and make the stuff work today, particularly with Brock Lesnar. I mean, oh, God damn, we hated to see Brock Lesnar and Roman. How much are we going to see this shit? And now it's like, when, when Brock's coming back to face Roman, Paul Heyman in his corner. Yeah, it's going to be great. And the other thing, too, with, with uh, 
Roman present mo, present moment Roman here. Um, he and the way Payman play off each other is just incredibly like entertaining. Like Heyman was put on this planet to do what he's doing right now at this moment. Put over talent, man. He's brilliant. And the, he is such a big part of the presentation that is Roman Reigns. It's, it's, it's incredible. And what you got to love about this, there's a big reason that this is the best storyline happening and the best storyline that WWE has done. Literally, folks, I don't remember a better storyline since I, we started watching in 2013, what they're doing with Roman Reigns. If you can tell yeah. me, I'd love to hear it. You, can you think of one? No. Maybe Daniel Bryan getting into WrestleMania, yeah. which they fucked up and they just changed the last minute anyway. Yeah, I would say I'm more behind this than the Yes move, Movement, personally. It's a lot cooler. We, we're not big yeah. Bryan fans, though. That's a big part of it. <laughs> I'm, I, listen, I like Daniel Bryan, but I'm not the type like, like oh, my God, he's like my favorite wrestler. Like, He's talented. He's a he's a good wrestler. Uh, I've been thoroughly Great. entertained by him. Um, when he was a heel with the um, environmental friendly like championship belt, loved it. I love that side of him. So, but yeah, like this is I'd say this is bigger and better because of who they're going to have Roman pitted against. It's gonna be awesome. Amazing. Uh, do you think Brock comes back for some for Survivor Series against Roman? That's probably when you'll see Brock. There's so many big names to face Roman right now that you want to see now. And five years ago, you wouldn't have cared about half of these matches. Yeah, and and all it is, what it revolves around is like the character change of Roman just being this awesome crime boss of SmackDown, you know. And it's like great how SmackDown has become like the prevalent show on fox two hours condensed uh roman's like the reason i'm turning on uh smackdown but beyond him i gotta bring up Sami Zayn. completely entertaining in front of that live crowd man yeah that moment when balor came back when zane was just cutting that that promo this is great man He's like on, he's like on another level right now, man. He, to go from El Generico to this is just a great transformation. Sami Zayn is one of the best ones out there, and unfortunately, looks like on both brands, the heavyweight champion is going to be typically a big deal. I mean, you look at the, the names we're talking about. You got Drew McIntyre, you have Roman, even Edge is Jack now. When he was in there, Cena, Cena. I mean, Edge and Cena might be a little different, but. Big E's a big monster. I mean, there's not the AJ Styles and the Seth Rollins runs. I think their championship runs are going to be fewer and far, far farther between now because you have so many monstrous athletic dudes that can go too, by the way. All these guys can tip it. All of them can go. They can all put on a really good match. But it's going to make it point where it might be part like the main event spot might just mostly be big guys i mean size absolutely matters to vince mcmahon always did we know that but i mean look at cm punk's title reign he didn't even main event anything <laughs> well he didn't main event at wrestlemania and that was obviously cm punk's biggest gripe i by the way let's talk about cm punk i know we'll go down that road for a hot second I go back and I watch CM Punk. Great promo. 
but I feel like he was just an island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea. Like, he, it, there wasn't a, a lot of very, very awesome things happening. WWE, and at the time, we were blaming the wrestlers, and I think it was kind of our fault now that we kind of know how their creative process has been since 2002, 2003. All right. It's a little different. I don't put as much blame on the Randy Orton and the John Cena's and all that when you were doing corny-ass shit because they were – you know, a lot of the stuff that they were told to do. Uh, but but anyway, CM Punk, I, is he really? Jesus Christ, you think he was the greatest wrestler ever, the way a lot of people talk about. He cut a transcendent promo, and I love and respect him for it. I love his, his ability to tell the absolute truth, at least his truth in his mind, no matter what. He's a man of high principle. But nothing but respect for the guy. But I have never been super compelled. I wasn't watching a lot of wrestling when he was doing what he was doing. And when I go back and watch, I'm not super compelled by his stuff. It's kind of entertaining, but it's mid-Carter shit to me. Sorry. So CM Punk's pissed off the rock and Cena got a main event over him. Build a bridge and get over it, homie. You didn't deserve a main event if those two other are at your spot. Sorry. Reality. You know what? I think there was more to that than just that WrestleMania. I think there was many pay-per-views that he wasn't main eventing. Meaning like the last match of the night. Yeah, but he also main evented a lot of them. I mean, he main evented SummerSlam a couple of times. He he had his main event moments. Did he get WrestleMania? He's been clear. And I've, I've listened to a lot of CM Punk podcasts and interviews. He's been very clear. One of his biggest complaints is that he never he deserved to make it. And by the way, when I said he didn't deserve it, just because of the star power of Cena and the Rock, he did deserve after the year he had to main event wrestle. I mean, they and in retrospect, what I would have done as I would have made that a triple threat match instead of having Punk against Undertaker, I would have made that a triple threat match between those two. That's what I would have done. And but they didn't do that. They went Rock Cena two, and Punk became number thirty in the Undertaker's thirty in Oshkosh. And that's and that yep. and that was the last WrestleMania CM Punk has ever had. And that's not a that's not a bad one, you know. Get beat by the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, Paul, Paul Heyman dressing like Paul Bear. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think um, Punk is like a, a Bret Hart type of wrestler to me, or uh, you know, like a guy in that echelon. Um, however, I think he's good enough to be there, especially when you incorporate his promo work. Like Roddy Piper was not the greatest wrestler, but man, he deserved to be a main event because it's just the, like his presence on the mic and when he was able to do like in the ring was enough at least. I have a, let me tell you something about Roddy Piper. Very underrated. Don't forget. He came up in a different era where he, but what you loved about Piper, what made his matches worthwhile in this way, similar to Bret Hart is that you felt like he was in a legitimate fight. You felt like Roddy Piper was really in a legitimate fight. He he wouldn't do your arm. He wouldn't do back brace. He wouldn't wrestle like Bret Hart. 
But Bret Hart and, and Roddy Piper, the one thing they had in common was they both looked like they were in a fight. Bret Hart could wrestle in a fight. Roddy Piper just fought in a fight. Yeah. And so to that, you know, it's the same it's the same kind of thing with Hogan. Hogan wasn't great in the ring, but he was able to keep the crowd happy. <laughs> brother. He's going to hulk up any minute. I know it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but you know, the, like you know, maybe Roddy's not the uh, greatest um, example to compare to CM Punk. But the thing is, like, it's a rarity to hear somebody say, "Oh, if you want to see like the greatest technical wrestler or whatever, like you know, you got to check out a paper match." But your point, I totally agree with the fight aspect. Yeah, and it was believable. And the thing was, Piper too would just fight dirty enough to get that advantage, and then just start like having the ability to cheat to win. Yeah, he, he when he turned when he was a baby face, he wasn't uh, his. I didn't find his matches quite as entertaining. That makes right. sense. Yeah. When he was a heel, I liked it because again, you know, it, you were able to kind of expand on, on how much of a scumbag he was. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you can work on that heat. Uh, but anyway, back to the reality of what we're doing right now. When Roman Reigns, Silicon Steve Valley here with the Impaler Forties. Fuck. Hi, Spice and Cheap Pops. Ah, sorry. For- so, we, so that's what we got going on with Roman Reigns. Very, very excited. We will probably see our very first face-to-face promo between Roman Reigns and John Cena. John Cena has said, as you alluded to earlier, calling Roman Reigns an asshole and said he needs to be taken down a peg. And he also said he's going to be Friday night on SmackDown. You can bet your sweet ass from Taylor. And it is a sweet, sweet Eastern European ass five or seen one. Damn. You're full of compliments tonight. Look at you. Well, some of us got to stay positive when you're being friggin' Eeyore over there about... No, you're not. You're pretty positive tonight. Look at my talking. Let me just shut up. But that's all we got for right now. This is High Spots and Cheap Pops for Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impaler. This is High Spots and Cheap Pops. Check this out. We will talk AEW and everything going on with Headman Adam Page and Kenny Omega on our next episode. Thanks for checking out High Spots and Cheap Pops.